welcome to another installment of Money Should Ask. I'm your host, Bob Wheeler, and in this episode, we are going to explore, question, examine, converse, dig deep, expose, laugh, and cry about the money beliefs, money blocks, and life challenges of our next guest. Turn up the volume, listen, learn, and laugh. Well, I am excited today because I have a guest who I've known for probably, gosh, I want to say 10, 12 years. Mm-hmm. It's, yep. it's from the first time we met at a workshop, um, mm-hmm. Menachem Tabanpour, mm-hmm. who um, lives in Madison, Wisconsin at this point. Yep. Um, actually, Menachem went to uh, Madison, Wisconsin in the summer of 2002 uh, to work on an internship that was funded by NASA. And mm-hmm. that internship project ended up turning into a startup company he co-founded called Nutrient Recovery and Upcycling, NRU, in 2011. And now here it is nine years later, and you have successfully commercialized a technology to recover phosphorus from wastewater and transform it into a valuable fertilizer. And they are about to reach another enormous milestone by launching a Kickstarter campaign that will make their upcycled fertilizer available to the public. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually excited about this because it's an entrepreneurial thing, um, which involves probably a little bit of stress around money. Maybe. That, yeah, yeah, at times. <laughs> at times. And, and then it's also doing something for the environment, I would imagine. Yeah, yep, definitely. Um, and so it's – thank you for joining me. Thank, thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> now, this is cool. So, all right, so you, you, you got this internship that was sponsored mm-hmm. by NASA. What did, when you were little, what did you want to be as a grown-up? Did you want to be a – fertilizer expert um no i i never thought i'd end up in this position but my grandmother actually reminded me recently she was like when you were a kid you always wanted to do business <laughs> and so, and i and and so i knew you would do this and i i actually don't remember that but here we go here we go <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing business they're doing business. So, and did your yeah. did your parents want you to be something specific when you were a kid? Did they want you to be a doctor or a farmer or a fireman? Um, not particularly. I, I grew up in a very religious Hasidic community. When I was a kid, the aspiration was to just, you know, grow up, be a, a religious Jew and have a, a good job and have a family, you know? So and that, that was, was that was it. That was it. And then, right. Well, that's that's pretty straightforward. That's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, seemingly yeah. easy. And yeah. did you have a lot of siblings? I have one older sister and two younger brothers. Okay. Yeah. So that's all right. So not yeah, not too many. But man, I grew up in a big family, five. So four is still pretty big. Mm-hmm. Were there certain things that your parents, besides being a good religious spiritual person and having mm-hmm. family, was there anything else like? that your parents said around money, like don't spend it or uh, money doesn't grow on trees. Like, was there anything you remember as a kid? I think there was some scarcity around money because mm-hmm. my, my dad like went, had went in and out of jobs as a kid. And that was really difficult. And then when my parents got divorced, that was also very difficult. So there was both like this feeling of like, we're not sure we're going to have enough. And then also I would say there's a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit in my family of like, we can just make this work. And so, you know, and just like figure out what's next. So okay. I say there's the two, two messages, you know? Yeah. And yeah. where, what area of the country did you grow up in? Did you grow up near Wisconsin or? No, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. 
yeah. case of that. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's yeah. a pretty big, uh, yeah. pretty big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Do you so. remember moving from Brooklyn to, I mean, so you went there when you were an adult. Yeah. Yeah. I went, I came to Wisconsin when I was 16 through this okay. program and I like, it was this program that I had knew nothing about. One of my high school teachers handed me this application and he was like, you figure this out by Monday cause it's due. And then I sent it. And like a few months later I got into this program in Wisconsin and I wasn't sure I knew where Wisconsin was, okay. but, <laughs> but I, I was a pretty naive teenager, but I got sent to Wisconsin and, and I started like working on this research as a high school intern. And what was the biggest difference, would you say, between Wisconsin and Brooklyn? I, I mean, it's like night and day almost. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, this is a more much quieter community. You know, like, there's not the hustle and bustle of New York City and all that kind of stuff. And it really took me a while to appreciate it because I, I just, for like almost 10 years living here, I always like thought I would move back to New York. And now I'm just okay. like, oh, I, I really don't want to move back to New York. I like the quiet. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So. I would imagine that in Wisconsin, or at least I grew up in the South, so uh, the towns close around 8 o'clock, whereas in New York, they're actually mm-hmm. just getting ready to get started. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah like, like right now, there, you will not see a person on the street, and it's like 8 p.m., yeah. you know? And it's just super quiet and very few cars. Everybody's at home eating while well, probably already finished dinner and just like chill doing for the night. Thing. Yeah. Do some homework, yeah. watch a little TV. Yeah. Yeah. Get ready. Yeah. So what, what is um, like, if you um, don't have to worry about money at all, what's your favorite thing to spend money on? Like, what do you really enjoy? Like um, projects. Like, okay. <laughs> Like Hannah and I, my wife, like we always, we always have like tons of projects going on. And um, right now we're building a house, which is a a lot more work than we ever expected. But we really like, we really like building things and making things and and like figuring things out. And Mm -hmm. uh, so I would say like, what's the next project? Wow. You know? (laughs) So I got to ask this. Are you actually laying the cement yourself and like, no, no, no. No, no. In January, I just I kind of had a, a revelation that if I do this and try to scale my business at the same time, I'd go crazy. So we yeah. hired a contractor. Okay. <laughs> so, well, yeah. I, I have a couple of friends that built their own houses. I mean, yeah. it, mine would not be still standing if I built my own house. But um, so I just I just wondered. Oh, you know, it's it's Wisconsin. I could see everybody coming together yeah. with the with the horse covered wagons. And uh, I don't live the in an Amish community. <laughs> oh, I almost okay. grew up in an Amish community. <laughs> okay, so the whole community's not going to come and help you build. Yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but that's cool though. It's cool because it's like one of the first times in my life where like I feel like we're building something where we can just be present in and like have a house the way we would like it, work from it, live in it, and and enjoy ourselves in that house. So really looking forward to it. Will you have a little bit of acreage? Like will you have a couple chickens or will you have a um, beehive or will you grow some crops? <laughs> we might. Yeah. It it was total coincidence we got this like half acre of land not too far away from the city. Cool. And um like we got connected like a friend of a friend or something like that. And so yeah, we'll have some space and we might have some chickens, 
Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I want to have so. like four chickens. <laughs> <laughs> in Wisconsin, you're only, in Madison, you're only allowed to have four chickens. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they regulate that. I don't know if they check, but four chickens is the limit. Okay, that's cool. Actually, a lot of people in LA have chickens. I've been surprised to find out how many people I know mm-hmm. that actually have chickens. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to get my chickens at some point. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. So let me ask you this. NRU, which is your company, when did you realize like, oh, this might actually be something like this has actually has potential to be more than just a project. This mm-hmm. actually has like, how did you, when did you realize it? And then how did you decide to go for it? I think when I first started it, um, it was during the financial crisis. I had graduated from from my undergrad and I was kind of aimless. And I like the professor I had been working with was like, hey, you want to start a company? I was like, sure. I kind of want to move back to New York. So I'll try it for six months. And he was like, well, we'll be six months further. And <laughs> if you if you leave after six months, then where we're at now. So he was like, sure, go ahead. And so that kind of, Six months turned into a year, two years, three years. And probably at the three-year mark, there was a point where we were like doing this major project. And I was like, am I going to stay to see what happens? You know, am I going to stay long enough to see the results? And something clicked and then I, I committed to that. And and from there on out, you know, I was like clear, like, okay, this is, I really want to see what the outcome of this is. This is exciting. But it took me roughly three years. Yeah. And I don't know how this works and I don't know how much you can share, but when you are doing a project at a college and then mm-hmm. it becomes like a viable startup business, do mm-hmm. you have to like work a deal with, I mean, does the college just give you the blessings and go in peace or do you mm-hmm. still stay somehow affiliated with the college? I mean, how does that? Yeah. So actually at the time the university was trying to get more focused on like entrepreneurship and that was great timing because we needed oh, okay. all the help we can get. And so actually we were very close to the university up to the, up around the three year mark. And then they, we had, you know, a little bit of funding here and there, and then eventually got a big USDA grant um, to scale this technology. Um, and that really set us um, on the track to grow, you know? Um, yeah. And this kind of grant was, it's like, specifically geared for businesses that have technologies that investors wouldn't typically go after because it's too early. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this really helps go from like the lab to production, you know, that, okay. that kind of thing. So the, that really changed the course of things. And what, um, what would you say were your biggest challenges? Like what worked, what didn't work and what was the struggle? I mean, you know, were there doubts? Were there, you know, how, how did, how did that, how, what, what was that like? I'm, <laughs> I like, I'm the kind of person, <laughs> that's a really good question. And I, <laughs> I say I'm the kind of person, like, I want to know, I want to feel like I know why I'm doing something, you know, mm-hmm. before I do it. And so I would say I doubted it along the whole way, you know, mm-hmm. but, but I would say that, um, what I needed to get tons of support around and, and you know, this is just like going to the next milestone and then getting to this point where like, I'm not sure how this is going to work out next. And then finding in myself the energy to like find a creative solution and then get to the next milestone and do that over and over and over again, <laughs> you know, 
Yeah. So I, I, I think that's, that was like a biggest challenge is like both personally. And I think that overcoming, you know, certain ideas of like what I thought I can do. And I think all, any idea of what I thought I could do from like five years ago is completely blown away. You know, like I, <laughs> I, 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 I would, it's kind of unbelievable. Like I just like never thought I could end up in this kind of situation. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that, that's what I would say to that. And let me ask you this. So along those lines, were you yeah. aware of certain times where uh, maybe it wasn't self-sabotage, but just self like, maybe you should, uh, maybe I should go be a, a mall greeter or maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe I'll go be an astronaut. Cause this yeah. is, uh, this is way more than I bargained. Yeah. For. Yeah. Sometimes internally I just joke and be like, Oh, if this fails, I'm going to become a baker. You know, you know, wake up at whatever, 430, 4.30 in the morning, make my bread, sell one loaf at a time. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I think like in terms of like hangups, I mean, like, you know, I grew up in a family that wasn't very well, very wealthy or whatever. And so the concept of like of money and all that is was very, it was very tight. So the idea of like that, I need to raise a lot, a lot of money or like handle lots of money and all that kind of stuff. It was kind of scary, I would say. And then, you know, if you, somebody told me like we'd have to raise millions of dollars to produce what we're producing, I'd be like, you're freaking crazy. I, I can't do that. But because of like facing each challenges, like as they came and getting a lot of support, it really helped me overcome those, you know, those kind of like ideas or, challenges internal challenges yeah yeah and did did you have um i i would imagine you probably had some staff and yeah lots of help (laughs) yeah and but was but like i know for myself i've had some amazing employees Mm. i'll say that they were all amazing but i also had struggles (laughs) or you know having to communicate with people to get on the same page with me or or Mm -hmm. just seeing like my vision Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Or, or getting it to be collaborative so that it was a team mm-hmm. effort. And yeah. Did you, uh, did you find it super easy? Like, was it flawless, seamless, just working with other people? Um, I wouldn't say it was flawless or seamless, but I would say that we've been really blessed in that capacity of like finding people like early on, we realized that one of the qualities that we needed was really a, a willingness to jump into things, you know, right. as opposed to like technical expertise, because the stuff we've been doing was ne- has never been done before, you know. So like right. even sometimes very experienced people are, got stumped by the things we were doing. So we looked for that quality, and I think I would say almost I don't know eighty to ninety percent of the time we had we've had like fantastic people who like have been committed even through like periods where I was like, I don't know if I can pay you in two months. And they were like, yeah, we'll, we'll just wait two months to see. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And, and, I, and I'm just like, I look back at those times and I'm just like, wow, that's some commitment, you know, because we were like, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like uh, I would say an average person would say, all right, I'm nervous. I'm just going to find another job. But they, right. They, they, they were like, okay, we'll see, you know? And <laughs> so how, 
no, so that you know, when you were saying like that people are getting stumped because you're doing stuff that's never been done before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I recently read a quote that was in Spanish, so I'm gonna totally sort of mess it up. But basically the quote is, you know, there is no path. The path mm. is created when we walk forward. Yes. Right. So that's a good you're, quote. you're blindly walking forward, mm-hmm. um, laying a path, right? Yeah. It's now mm-hmm. a path that other people will follow. How do you keep mm-hmm. the faith? Like, how do you push through those doubts? Like, because you had a lot of support because mm-hmm. an inner I would voice. Say, um, I found my faith or found a new faith. Through yeah. This. And yeah. I've been, you know, like being in the radical aliveness program was very important for like, like feeling connecting to something bigger and more inclusive and more kind of beyond me to to find to you know almost like as a resource to find a way to move forward because as like you like that quote says it's like we we as we walk we created things right 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 and th- and this is i think like now that we we have launched this kickstarter i would say that's a very similar that's a very similar thing of just like okay well this is the point where we're at where we're like okay now we can interact with the public let's just go do it for- <laughs> no that's well that's so cool and you know i mean as i was just as you were just saying that i realized like not mm-hmm. only do you have to develop a product right and then get mm-hmm. a, a technology that works yeah. um, or a process that works and then there's probably a whole thing about marketing and coming up with a logo and coming up mm-hmm. with a, an image and a branding. Yeah. Like that's yeah. a whole nether layer yeah. that's not mm-hmm. even related to the process. Mm-hmm. Right. So, exactly. Right. So people can go, that looks interesting. Yeah. And so like finding, all right, we need to communicate. We need to figure out the logo and we need to create this message in a way where most people can relate to it. You know, that, we're like that's the whole skill set that we're developing as we go too um and i've done little pieces of it you know and same very same same thing it's like we try to find people who are experts at it and also we try to find within ourselves like okay what feels right in terms of this messaging what feels good and um and then just and then just go for it you know and like you know, Hannah and and her and then our employee Bethany created the logo and the branding and all that. And you know, sometimes they're like, "I don't know if we can do this." I'm like, "Yeah, you can do it." You know, just keep yeah. going, just keep and going. I, I just keep going, and it. I feel. I mean, we all feel it went well, and then we found a lot of great feedback. So so far, so good. Well, and then then somebody has to do the books. Somebody has to do the financing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Somebody's mm-hmm. like, it's like when you're the boss. Yeah, <laughs> there's a whole lot of stuff going on, you know, yeah. and you don't just get home. You don't get to leave at five o'clock. Yeah, I think that's been a, a, a very, uh, you know, we work together and we're married. I think that's mm-hmm. a, a thing that we navigate every, every day of like how to create boundaries around the work we do mm-hmm. and and to have our relationship and yeah. not work at nights and weekends when we can. Yeah. So, and how was that working with your wife? Like working with your partner? I mean, Um, I think we're a little crazy because we moved in and uh, started working together in the same week (laughs) when we were dating. There you go. (laughs) And and then had the biggest fight of our lives, maybe because my mom also came to visit that month. 
Oh, and then geez. decided she decided to rearrange our kitchen. You know, she volunteered. Oh. <laughs> How nice! Thank you, and, mom. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and then so we kind of just dove into it, and then initially it was supposed to be just for three months because mm-hmm. she had just graduated from grad school, and then she hadn't had something lined up. And we're, okay, let's try this out, and it's now almost three years. So I would say it's not always easy, but again we like get support when we need it and then track through it but then when it's good it's really good because we're on the same page we're like have the same mission we Mm -hmm. you know if we're carving out a vacation it's our vacation or right it's like our you know it's like we get to be intentional around that um and so that's the that's what i really enjoy about it that's cool and do you and your wife hannah have a lot of Maybe not a lot, but do you have intentional conversations around money and budgeting and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely um, i think I think we've in the last year we've gotten so much better with it um, mm-hmm. because we went on our honeymoon last year, and while we were on our honeymoon, she was like, "This would be so much more relaxing if I knew how much money we had to spend." And I was like, it's fine. We'll just, we'll figure it out, you know? And, <laughs> and she was like, no, 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 you don't understand. It would be so much more relaxing. And then at some point during our honeymoon, it kind of hit home. And I, I was like, okay, we need to get more clear about it. And since then, we've um, we've used this app called You Need a Budget. I don't know if you've heard about it. Oh, okay. I've heard of it. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like worked really well for us in terms of like tracking all our spending and budgeting. And then... We've saved more money in the last year than we have in like the previous two or three because we've gotten so like clear about around how we want to spend them. But, you know, and then we check in with each other. And so it it took that and, you know, that kind of communication between us and then clarity. And then we've we've seriously gotten so much better. The the business is a whole other mess. (laughs) Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. So, um so you mentioned your mom redoing your kitchen um yeah. <laughs> as a volunteer what, what so how would you have you exceeded your parents expectations of where they thought you would be like would they give mm-hmm. you an a plus are they like man he gets a master's degree where like um i'd say my mom is super pr- I, I would say both my parents are super proud of me mm-hmm. i uh, really amazed just you know, how, how things have gone and, and they've been through, they've seen every little step. Right. I think my dad would like me to be super religious, you know? So ah. I would say I've, I've disappointed him quite a bit <laughs> on that front, but yeah, but I think, I think in terms of my job and stuff like that, I think he's very proud of, proud of me. So that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you wished you had known earlier in life uh, around money and finance, um, as you've gotten into this project, as it's it's gone, um, mm-hmm. come together. Is there something that you, wow, I wished I had had that piece of information, or just something that might have made you more relaxed about things, if mm-hmm. or or whatever. I think um, you know, for a long time, I I hope that I I had more people around me talking about money, you know, and and actually. You were one of the first people were like your ease of just talking about money and being able to like, you know, 
talk about difficult things or I might just like really, I think, help me out because that's something I had been seeking for a long time because every, all of our friends, like most of our friends don't really talk about money <laughs> and, and don't talk, you know, and like, or business and money, you know? Right. Right. And, right. And so like, I would say early on, it would have been nice to have a lot more mentorship. You know, it took mm-hmm. a while for me to find it. And, um, and even now, you know, like as things grow, you know, handling larger sums of money or like, how to make strategic decisions around money, like all that kind of stuff. It's been so important. And so to answer your question, I think, I don't know if there's specific, there are probably lots of things I would have preferred to know about money and also how to like handle like um, student loans and debt and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, I was pretty naive when I started college around Mm -hmm. all that stuff and like got myself into a pretty bad hole. So, um, yeah. I think a lot of us did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like, like, oh, I like, I, I have a credit line. I can get this nice computer. I could, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. free money. It's free, it's free money. money. Absolutely. So, um, so let me ask you this. So, back to the project. Back to mm-hmm. um, um, NRU. Mm-hmm. Why is this? Why? why is this project important to you besides mm-hmm. the fact that like, you know, it's, it's now it's a business and it's mm-hmm. like, it's a, it's a, uh, you know, it's a means of living and stuff, but like, mm-hmm. is there something beyond that? Like, is, is it mm-hmm. uh, like, is there a passion there? Is there like, mm-hmm. why is it important? I think there are a number of things. Why the reason why it's important to me. Um, I think the first thing that was important to me was that I was in an environment where, I was encouraged to really explore and try things out in the lab and like find my own way, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, I'd gr- I grew up, I grew up in a very critical environment. And so like having that was really supportive for me. So for the first number of years, it was just like, I really kind of relish being in that environment. Um, mm-hmm. later, I think, it, this became more meaningful to me as I kind of see like how we fit into the, a larger picture, which mm-hmm. is like, you know, we're working on how resources go back into nature and mm-hmm. how they're used to avoid pollution and all that kind of stuff. And, and this is becoming more and more into the conversation, uh, you know, in terms of like climate change or like circular economy kind of stuff. Um, and more and more of it is coming into like normal discussions and it's like we're part of a larger piece of that you know like mm-hmm. how do we use resources where do they go how to pay attention to the whole cycle of mm-hmm. of resource use and uh, making meaningful products from things that were traditionally considered as waste you know mm-hmm. so now that that I find a lot of meaning in that and just you know, connection and see, it's really nice to see how that fits into a larger picture. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you one last question. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. as we start to wrap, what would you say you want yours and possibly Hannah's legacy to be for your family? For <laughs> <laughs> Huge question. <laughs> yeah, just a, a whole thing. I just, uh, just a little question. A little question there. Uh, 
you know, I, I feel like I've been given such, I'm so grateful that I've been given such a gift in terms of like all the support and all the like connection that we've had to come here. And I, and I would like to give that back too. Um, and I've started like mentoring in little ways and different things like that. And, um, and also having, being there for people who need more conversations about money or more conversations around like entrepreneurship or different, or like the struggle for, for getting things started or, or whatever. And so like, I hope like as this thing, as this picks up, I want to be able to give back in that way. Um, yeah. and then I also want to be able to produce things that are useful in this world. So, which is kind of it's more what I'm doing right now. So I think those things, I think for Hana, I think Hana is also a creator and, mm-hmm. and can, can, would both like contribute through creating. I don't know if when I was younger, I thought that that was a way to contribute, but now I do. <laughs> and I see how important it is. And it's, that's what brings me so much joy. So cool. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. if, so if I'm hearing you correctly, um, <laughs> I'm hearing that, uh, find your own way, Yeah. like find your own way, um, yeah. find your faith. <laughs> if you find don't have faith. to find it, um, yeah. that, um, welcome support. Mm-hmm that comes your way. Um, the big one. Yeah. Big one, big having support, um, having difficult conversations and, 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 and conscious intentionality mm-hmm. around a lot of mm-hmm. decision making, um, mm-hmm. being creative and being a creator and giving back mm-hmm. like giving back. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And finding, I think one thing we didn't talk much about, but like finding a place where it's pleasurable to do, you know, the things we're doing too. Um, oh, have fun. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's not always fun, but like we're fun enough, you know, most of the time we're like, we just feel really satisfied with what, how we're, how we're working. So that that's really important too. That's awesome. So where can people find you? And tell me a little bit more about the Kickstarter. <laughs> okay. So we, you know, for all these years, we've created this technology to recover resources from wastewater. And now we've produced some resources, which are fertilizers. And so we created, it's the first time we have something to offer to the public. And so we created these customized fertilizer blends for people who do home gardening, um, do indoor you know have indoor plants or you know um you know anything around gardening and plants around their house and and then for people like want to get into gardening for the first time we have like uh, we're offering these kits on kickstarter that include everything including the light the pots the soil media the fertilizer and everything so you can and all the education that you need to just guarantee success for you know growing stuff in your house and in your garden. And, um, and so we're inviting just like anybody who wants to, who relates and who wants to do any plant related things to participate and support the work we're doing. So, yeah. So green thumb or not green thumb or not. Yeah. Green thumb or not everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. And do you have a website? Yeah. So, if you want to find us on Kickstarter, just go to kickstarter.com and type in steady state, two words, and you'll find our growing kits. Or if you go to newsteadystate.com, one word, um, you can find us too that way. So, yeah. Awesome. 
and we'll make sure mm-hmm. we post all that information as yeah. well. So yeah, that, sounds, that sounds cool. Um, so folks, don't forget to share the laughs. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, search for Money You Should Ask, all one word. And if you have a question you'd like to ask us or one of our future guests, you can visit us at moneyyoushouldask.com and click on Ask Bob. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. For more tips, stories, financial tools to help you have a healthier relationship with money, be sure to check out themoneynerf.com. I'm Bob Wheeler. Until next time, 